0: That's right, you're on Eat, Drink, Singapore with Stanley Leong and Hui Wong. Welcome to CNA 938 if you've just tuned in. Now, today we take you to a familiar location along the Singapore River... Where three go downs stand. Now they're on Jack Kim Street and were built in nineteen nineteen as a ubiquitous storage space that supported colonial Singapore's entrepot trade. Now the go-downs later became conservation warehouses. And in nineteen ninety-one, the nightclub Zook gave them a new lease of life, but it moved out of its Jack Kim premises twenty-five years later in 2016.
1: Now today the three buildings are part of Fraser Residence River Promenade, where a new restaurant called Jack Kim House is nestled. It is a new dining concept by lifestyle food and beverage company The Brewworks Group. Stan Lee and I recently had the privilege of dining in um, the grand and spacious 120-seater restaurant whose kitchen uh, serves modern Asian cuisine and it is held by chef partner Xiao Zitin better known as Chef TQ and um, Stan and I are really happy to reciprocate the restaurant's invitation by having Chef TQ as our guest in the studio today, welcome TQ.
2: Hello, everyone. Hello.
1: Now, Jackim House operates in what used to be the popular nightlife entertainment spot, uh, which is Zook. Uh, what are your personal memories, you know, of your younger days and having been at Jakim Street for totally different reasons?
2: What I can remember is like um, loud music, darkness, <laughs> yeah. waking up tired hangover the next day, ah. and also. <laughs> A bit of food, of course, and that's a hot dog. The banker's a mash. They
0: don't serve that there nowadays. <laughs> um, totally different concept that we're going to be talking about. So, looks like, uh, Chef TQ, you were found at that spot in your younger days. And we often hear, of course, um, when it comes to restaurants, that the first thing that meets the eye. Would be you know what, what you see really? It's not even the food before you even um, get the food on your table. Uh, it's that spacious, charming space uh, at least uh, for from my perspective that meets uh, my eye when I set foot into the restaurant. So if you can describe for our listeners a bit of the decor, the vibes that Jack Kim House is going for
2: so actually the decor and the ambience that we're going for is uh, we kind of want to incorporate a bit of this like uh, asian aesthetics okay and like you mentioned it's this historical warehouse where we want to weave in the past and the present so you can see from the decors like the lever and jute panels the vintage mirrors the marble and flooring the rattan trimming, all the way to even our service stuff. And you can find them in mandarin collars mm. because that's what Tan Jakim actually wears. And Jakim oh. house is named after Tan Jakim.
1: Oh, even to that detail, huh? Yeah. And
2: also our menu itself, you find those uh, very cute and uh, pretty hairpins in <laughs> The mi- the oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I saw that. It's really lovely.
2: Yeah. Yes, and that's what uh, Paranakan ladies in the past, they use it as their hairpin.
0: Yeah, the very long golden yes, ones. Yes, exactly.
2: It's actually the bun. Yeah. Yeah, so with such a little influence, ma- making it a bit subtle so that people can actually enjoy the food and the ID and the whole experience. So yeah. it becomes like a house of stories every time you go to Jackie yes. Mouse. Very classy, I thought.
1: Yeah, and what worked for me was actually the music.
2: Ah, especially yeah. curated music. <laughs> yes, it that's, right, and that's right. That's right.
1: They had this old uh, Chinese
0: music. Yeah, and not just Chinese. I think there were different languages. Different languages. languages. Yes, in as well.
2: because um, it is Singapore. It is. Yes. The chef is Singapore. Okay, we have or um, it's Southeast Asian cuisine, and that's why we should have songs that are like um, multi, multi-racial. Mm,
1: mm, mm. Now, East and West, past and present, tradition and innovation, uh, these sound totally divergent, yet you and your team are having them converge at Jakim House. Um, tell us more about this new concept and dining location.
2: Okay, so for Jakim House, is actually like a three-in-one concept. We are doing modern Asian cuisine or modern Asian fusion. Okay, uh, we are doing a floral atelier, and also we sell wines. So that's a three-in-one concept. And how it goes about, actually, um, it's, it's bringing back, um, it's like a mixture of creation, of like um, innovation, but yet also bringing the tradition. So it's a perfect balance so that people can actually find the sweet spot and familiarity within the dishes. But yet there's a spin to it.
0: Mm. Uh, yep. That spin is uh, the one that really you know does uh, bring on uh, that surprise and go, wow. Yeah, that works. All right. Someone had uh, during that uh, dining experience we had at uh, Jack Kim House whispered to me that. You're always one who is more experimental. You like to push the envelope culinarily to cater to the palates of the more discerning diner. But Brewworks, I mean, Brewworks is Brewworks, right? We, we we understand and we appreciate whatever fare they are able to to dish out. But it maybe wasn't quite the place for you to be so experimental and creative. Did you feel that Jack Kim House gives you now that space and permission to be more creative, to exercise greater flair that you couldn't quite do at the craft brewery?
2: i think um both are quite different as a whole um i i do i i do see um food as a, uh, an experience so even like for brewars there's um many different things that uh i actually get exposed to like events like also uh different types of uh bistro concepts, and it's just a tad bit different from jockey house where we just have this direction of a modern Asian fusion. Mm. So I would say that um, chefing takes up um, many different aspects. So in brewworks, I actually up my game in different categories. And when I had this opportunity at Jakim House, I'm kind of like trained and built up for it.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: You were quoted in the media release as saying that a significant part of your cooking philosophy is based on embracing differences and finding unity in diversity. So, do give us some uh, specific examples of how you showcase that in your dishes.
2: Okay, for uh, just for example, um, I have this dish. Uh, I'll, I'll take like a couple of dishes for example. Maybe like say the quail panggang, where I would call that Jackim house on a plate. And why so? It's not because it's like a panggang dish, and then you get off work. But quill um, <laughs> panggang is actually a, a fusing Indonesian flavors. Okay with marination of the quill, while also bringing in like Indian cauliflower parji, okay, and also the French techniques where you have the celerac puree and truffle sauce. And celerac truffles and cauliflower, they work very well together.
0: Mm.
1: And that's uniquely you because of your different um, previous training in different uh, cuisine styles, culinary styles.
2: Yeah, so um, I did um, French fine dining, I did some Spanish, I did Indian, I did Chinese. And like what I, I do normally is because I feel that food in general, they are so broad and diverse and learning is never ending.
0: Yeah, wow. Okay, so that, that richness of experience definitely ends up on a plate. And uh, you did mention there's also lotus ch- root chips uh, in that dish of the garum quail panggang. Yeah, that was, that was really yummy. I mean, uh, you don't expect a big big bird because quails are quails, right? Unless they're overfed, which you hardly ever come across. Um, so that's one of the mains that you mentioned. What other dishes you, you would say also represent that, you know, coming together of the different influences?
2: Okay, I'll, uh, one I will bring on is actually the beef tongue to tail. It's also um, respecting the ingredient Because uh, in this dish itself I'm bringing together all the off-cuts The secondary cuts of a beef Which is the beef braised beef short ribs mm. Okay, the ox tongue And also the elk's tail And how the inspiration comes about It's like, you know Nasi lemak and rendang goes very well together So actually I have coco- um, parve potatoes Cooked in coconut cream And that kind of represents that Nasi lemak. And also braised beef short ribs and rendang. With a bit of texture differences from the pulled ox tail and also the ox tongue. And on side, I have a bit of acidity from that rojak fruit salad. Mm-hmm. So it's like a fusion of Mal- uh, Malay flavours, Singaporean flavours. And yes, doing what I do best.
0: Yeah, and I think that rendang was likely your favourite and my favourite from the mains.
1: Yeah, you know, by that time, during that evening, we were so full already, but... but <laughs> You know that the but when we tasted that we could still enjoy yeah, the flavor. It was okay. so flavorful, Mi and the uh, texture was also just perfect for me. Mm, yeah,
0: mm. yeah, totally agree. Um, so so that was among the mains as well. So I mean, since we are on the mains already, let's talk about the mains, and then we'll go back, back backwards to talk about the starters, which again, uh, were, were hugely crowd pleasers as well. So what are some of the mains that you would like to highlight apart from the uh, quail and also the uh, uh, beef uh, dish?
2: Um, I'll take, since we're already on the meats. why not we go to the fish? Alright. Mm. So I'll just take this, um, for example, the Kam Hyeong Grouper. So how I get the inspiration is because um, I live pretty much in the central and yes, Newton Circus. Mm. The food court is my go-to, uh-huh. supper place after work.
1: Stingray.
2: <laughs> yes, sambal stingray, but how I make that spin of making that sambal stingray different I actually do Kam Hyeong Sambal Grouper. So the tiger grouper comes in live and that Kam Hyeong adds that black peppercorn and that curry flavor to the sambal itself.
0: Okay, for those of us who may not be familiar what Kam Hyeong is, what is it?
2: It's actually a marination of like curry flavors, black peppercorn. And when you do the marination of the fish overnight, the whole fish is just like... It's It's enveloped, yes, with that marination. And on top of that... I did this play on the tropical fruits by adding a bit of acidity like the mangosteen salsa. Mm, mm. And for all cilantro haters out there, I have to say I converted <laughs> hey. some people with my cilantro rice mm-hmm. that has a mixture of poblano chilies and, and a lot of cilantro. Oh. And basmati rice so that it makes it light on the palate. So when you finish the dish, you still have a bit of stomach. For the dessert. In fact, it's another stomach for the dessert.
0: We always have another (sighs) stomach for the dessert. That's a perfect combi there, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then you also have another um, seafood-based mains, which is your herbal scallop pao fan. Yes. Tell us how you do that one.
2: All right, that one is based on my trip to Japan last year. And then I went in and I was like, oh, wow. Oden is my new go-to thing (laughs) every day. So it's actually a fusion of... Oden, but at the same time, fusing like Singapore herbal tea where you put in angelica root, cordyceps. So on the dish itself, you find three roasted Hokkaido scallops. All right. Beautifully uh, roasted with sibi butter. Okay. On top of this like um, herbal dashi bouillon, mm. And then you see this like um, so-called book with pages that is a uh, very beautifully cut daikon into like a book. Yes, and it has this mixture of cordyceps and also puffed rice. So in, if you find, if you order this, this dish in the restaurant, you'll find that, hey, you know what? This is not that normal pao fun. <laughs> <laughs> so take note of the pao fan in the menu because it has inverted commas. commerce yeah, yes. yeah, I mean, it's not really the So real- that you have an appetite for another dish and that would be perfect.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, dig up that, that menu. And while I do, let's, let's backtrack now to talking about the starters as well. Because I think the first dish that really wasn't quite on the menu was the, the bread. I mean, you usually get served bread. Um, that already set a very high bar. Because after that, that you know, I, I'm looking at Hui smiling and reminiscing her, her time eating the bread, right? Yeah. It was, it was, it was um, what was it? What bread was it? Do you remember? It's like a polo bun. Yes. There was one that was like a polo bun.
1: And then it had you put in the century egg <laughs> in it, right?
2: So so why so? It's because um, you know, modern Asian fusion and where I get my inspiration from is from my everyday experience. And when I order dishes from Zhu Tao is like um I go for the throw of egg spinach. Ah So there's a sunset Tan. So you have this sorted egg cereal crust on the bun that acts like the polo. Okay, inside is the century egg, right. and where's the chicken egg? The chicken egg actually goes into the, to the brioche recipe of the bun. Wow. so that's where the three eggs come from.
1: Okay, but but I when I when I ate it, the century egg didn't elevate the the taste so much, but the the curry butter was the one oh. that, that I really enjoyed. Yeah, do you guys
2: sell that? Um, <laughs> Just the we butter. We <laughs> are in the plan of doing uh-huh. that, and that's where you get the fusion of another another memory, which is. Deconstructed Golden pillow, Qingzhen toe, mm. and that's why I watch the serial drama. We have the bun <laughs> and the curry chicken. Ah, yes.
1: I see, but that one they go so well together. It was perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the other item that I think a lot of people couldn't stop talking about was the mushroom soup. It's not your regular mushroom soup, you know. Uh, it was in fact served in a glass, and then you had yu tiao on the sides. It's like, huh? How do you how do you eat this? How do you drink this? Um, tell us what gave you inspiration to put mushroom soup in a cup. In a cup. And tell beside it together.
2: So when I got this project, of course, again I think of what <laughs> I do every weekend during my off day. Uh-huh. So I go to my koi macchiato, which is my favorite. Oh. So that's why in the soup itself, <laughs> it's actually the fusion of Singapore and Malaysia bakute. So Malaysia bakute is a bit on the a tad bit on the sweet side. Mm. It's herbal in flavour and the Singapore one is a bit peppery. So you get a mixture of both the black and white peppercorn and on top, you get the foam, which is made from green peppercorn. Mm. So you've got a cold foam with the hot herbal bakutei konsumi, and doujiang yu is my breakfast. <laughs> That's why yu comes into <laughs> play and it makes a very good pairing. But okay. so, so how you actually consume it is that you drink the foam with the stock okay. and then you stir it together it becomes that dou thingy, thing and the yu goes in <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs> alright
2: so that's the mushroom
0: herbal tea macchiato alright that's what it's called don't look for mushroom soup uh, it's called mushroom herbal tea <laughs> macchiato alright and um, they, they also have you know desserts uh, you could try the um kim which is the earl grey mousse uh, it comes with um, Hawthorn jelly as well, Roselle Hawthorn jelly and gold leaf, and that's served on a lovely gold plate as well. That was quite eye catching. You you didn't mention that
1: one with the ice cream,
0: was it? Sor- snow Peak. Snow Peak. I climbed it.
1: <laughs> no, and then that one, there's one where you actually, um, where you had the edible scoby. I thought that was fascinating. Yes. Oh, yes. So yes. that
2: Snow Peak where you find snow it's peak. actually themed around fermentation and tropical fruits. So why caught snow pig? You see that b- coconut blanket covering the Mao Thai pineapple sobe and everything tropical you can find inside. You can find passion fruit, you can find guava. It was very
0: refreshing, yeah.
2: And of course, the scoby that tastes like nataji cocoa.
0: Yeah, and I think it was uh, our first time having edible scoby, right? I mean, you use scoby to do other things like kombucha and what have you. Yes. But this time it was unique. Um, oh, I didn't know you unique. can... Yeah. So now we know. Well, the full menu, uh, if you like, can be found on their website at jackkimhouse.com. On their socials as well, you can check out what's the latest uh, that's happening over at their restaurant at Jack Kim House on Facebook or Instagram. And they're open uh, Mondays to Saturdays, uh, lunch 12 to 3 p.m. And then we open again for dinner 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. Jack Kim House is located at 5 Jack Kim Street. If you know where the old zoo is at the old warehouse, well, they're right there um, and they three warehouses, once you go down the street, it's on the right side. It's the first warehouse you come across as you enter that street um, of three there. Chef partner Xiao T, uh, Xiao Qin or Chef TQ, is our guest today on Eat Drink Singapore, filling us in on all that's being served up at this new restaurant. It's, it's really a lovely sight to, to be found uh, having a meal at. So do make time to check them out. Thank you, Chef TQ, for joining us and for all these marvellous dishes that you and your team have uh, created.
2: Thank you, everyone. Thank you everyone for the time. Thank you.